0: Hey guys and welcome back. Yep, yeah, that's right. Two episodes in one day. As long as my son stays sleeping. Anyhow, this one is motocross free to an extent. So my second day back home, I got right into the deer stand. So let me give you a little backstory. Traveling with a uh, like an eight month old by yourself via airplane, even one leg is a challenge. Because you have to take the stroller wheels off that require two hands. And without the help of someone's very nice grandma lady, I would not have gotten it done. But we made it up there, and I just could not sleep in that morning. We got in on Friday evening, and Saturday I was in my stand. So for anyone that... uh, has hunted southwestern Pennsylvania or the vicinity, you know that it's mostly hardwood. And your chances of seeing a trophy buck traditionally are few and far between. So that first morning, I had an eight-point run by me that would have been a great management buck because he just had all kinds of of gnarly, weird points that, I don't know, I just, for me, yes, but. For the number of years that I've gone without killing something due to various circumstances, ranging from cancer to COVID to moving across the country twice, I just wasn't ready. And so I figured, being that I was only on the second day of 14, I basically intended to shoot like a nine or better. And I'd been in the stand shortly before sunrise on Monday, which would have been like the 8th or the 9th. And lo and behold, I was just starting to think about getting down and going in and having some Black Rifle coffee, seeing my son, uh, having a good farm-fresh duck egg breakfast with some kick-ass bacon. And so I was like, well... I'm going to stop for a second and do a glass around before I start tearing my packs out of the tree and packing everything up. And so I go and glance over my left shoulder and I'm facing kind of like north east-ish. And so I look back to the west and sure enough, here comes this nine point that I had not seen on camera, at least that I was aware of, um... I put my cameras up back in September when I was home for the uh, the motocross race and got some pictures of some phenomenal deer. Deer that I knew were predominantly nocturnal and my chances of actually seeing them in broad daylight were probably slim. But this buck, which I've pretty much named Braltines because that's been everybody's reaction to him, never saw this deer. And here he comes walking up out of the gully, just like I had kind of expected deer coming from behind me, using the tree to kind of conceal myself to, um, uh, basically not give myself away if I was to stand up. And so as I spot him, it's 9:15 in the morning. It's a good crisp morning. It's actually a little more crisp. It's actually cold. And he is like, on a path that's going to put him right in my 30-yard shooting lane. And then he makes a left-hand turn and heads north out of my shooting lanes. And I thought, well, this is not going to work because even though I can shoot out to 60 yards, would I shoot 60 yards? Absolutely. I've been practicing for years at 60 yards to be able to recreate a shot that I pulled off in high school of 70 yards. But that's kind of besides the point. So not wanting to lose this buck, knowing full well that I could go another 14 days without seeing anything at all based on how things go. And deer hunting is 90% luck and 90% preparation. How do you ask you could have almost 200%? Uh, Well, that's just my explanation of it. It's probably more like 90% luck and 10% preparation. But... The 10% of the preparation we're talking about is hundreds of arrows flung and tons of money spent, thousands of miles traveled, 12 trail cameras set up, deployed, maintained, batteries changed, so that 10% isn't justifiable. It's 90% preparation, 90% luck. And basically... I lucked out this particular morning because I hit my rattle bag and my little can call. I flipped that thing over twice and made that two times and he did an about face and walked seven yards from my tree. He came in so fast and I barely had time to pull my mask up, which after the last couple years, I should be really freaking fast at, but... Barely had enough time to perform that little function and grab my bow and get my wrist strap clipped to it. And I love wrist strap releases for hunting. Do I wish I could use my uh, my hinge releases from UltraView? Absolutely. Those things are awesome. But I still, even with the wrist strap, clipped on under time pressure, like you're talking four seconds between when he entered the area that I could now shoot him in and pulling my bow back, I didn't even have time to stand up. So, if you're new to archery, and somehow you've stumbled onto this Motor Ross Experience podcast, and figured out that I am a deer hunter and a motocross racer, and that is what I am, and I work to live, I don't live to work, I will quit a job if it starts to impede upon my living. So, That being said, if you're new to archery, always remember that in four seconds time, you could spot a deer and shoot a deer. In your entire hunt, your entire season, your tag will be allocated. And so you need to to prepare for that and get reps in under pressure shoot groundhogs, shoot targets, do push-ups, do burpees, whatever you have to do to raise your heart rate and to get yourself into, I guess, what you would call high intensity, that range, that's where you're operating at when you're hunting. You can go out and shoot all the targets you want by yourself. You're not going to simulate that. But if you go out and shoot a 3D event, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Because when this buck walked seven yards in front of my tree, I was as excited as the 12-year-old kid that shot the tree in front of him way back when, I guess that would have been like 18 years ago, um, when the first buck I ever saw in the woods with a weapon in my hand escaped from me. I still get that excited. And I still have to train for that level of, of excitement and Basically, like being 12 years old again, except way more proficient with a bow. So, obviously, I shot this buck and recovered this buck. The details and the story in between are what I find interesting about this particular hunt because I was shooting an Annihilator Broadhead. And if you're a Total Archery Challenge attendee anywhere, I'm pretty sure everywhere and anywhere. You probably saw the Annihilators. We were hammering these things through the hood of a truck at Seven Springs. I must have shot it at least six times to the point where I was sold. And I could not wait to put one of these things to use in the field. And so on this buck, I knew that that arrow had gone through that front left shoulder. Yet, when I got down and finally found some trace of a hit and a kill, I had corn and stomach and no arrow. Which only confused me more, making me think, well, chances are I hit this deer, but I must have hit him a touch back, otherwise I wouldn't have stomach. And the problem with that was now I got to push out for six hours on a 70 degree day. And so I head down to the house against every urge to just go look for this deer. And I pulled out my laptop, I had some breakfast, I did some work, I drank some coffee. And finally, when I just could not wait any longer and was so confident that I had made a good shot, because he was quartering two at seven yards, I mean, come on. I headed back up, and I, I called my dad, who was, I think, in Denver at the time. And I was like, I really hope you're in Charlotte about to head home. He was like, nope, I'm in Denver. I've got to fly back to Charlotte and then drive home. I was like, well, chances are I'm going to have this buck recovered and skinned by the time you get back, so I'll make you some jerky. or will some backstrap for dinner tomorrow. Um, I said, I'm pretty sure this deer is laying within 100 yards of the guide tree. I just got to go find him. And so I basically hiked up the side of the hill and just hammered it out all the way up, As soon as I got to the top, I stopped, gave it a good long while and I listened. I sat on the stump there and I listened and I was trying to see, am I pushing this deer? Am I moving this deer? I heard nothing, not a squirrel. And so I, the only thing I could figure is chances are it had gotten so warm that the deer quit moving and my buck was laying exactly where I thought he was. 100 yards from the guide tree with my arrow still sticking out of him. So I head down over the hill, the general direction that I think he's at. And before I even expected it, here he was. Nine glorious points, a good mature four and a half year old deer for southwestern Pennsylvania. A buck I hadn't seen, probably something traveling, chasing a doe or cruising the rut. And my second day home out of like a whole month doesn't get any better than that so if you're not a participant of the go wild app i am not affiliated with them in any way besides the fact that i think they're awesome because i as much as i use instagram i hate instagram it's a liberal rag of horse shit and if i could find a way to not use it i probably would so Head on over to Go Wild, you'll be able to see photos of me skinning this buck, uh, holding the back strap of my hands, the recovery photo, and that was my 2021 season. And like I said before, 2020 didn't really go my way at all. I did get to hunt, but in a very abbreviated fashion, and I was just elated That on the anniversary of having completed my chemotherapy and got a new lease on life that I was dragging out a 200 plus pound whitetail and have the ability to shoot as well as I could, hunt as well as I could, and simply still be alive and be here to do it. So if you're putting something off or if there's something you want to do, I'm telling you, go out right now and do it because there's no time like now. Because in just one day, like me, things can change and you may have to wait a while to do things. So, thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you keep on following. I hope you all are excited that I'm dropping episodes again. My uh, son is screaming. So, I'm going to go do some dad things and uh, try and think of more content. Until next time, guys. Keep it real.